Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. On this evening's show, we're going to celebrate the birthday of composer Abe Ullman, we'll do some crawling, we'll spend some time on the Delta, and take a musical trip to Savannah. But first, we're starting off the show with this first-time birthday tribute. Last week, December 20th, marked the birth in Chicago, Illinois, of Albert Michael Al Gehring. A gifted musician, he was playing piano at the Friars Inn at just 17, and conducted bands at Marquette Park Fieldhouse and the Lawn Masonic Temple in Chicago before spending five years in Florida, honing his skills as an arranger. He joined Ben Burney's band in 1922 as pianist and arranger. In a March 1933 syndicated column, Gossip columnist Walter Winchell reported that Al Gehring, chief arranger and pianist for the Bernie Band, who has been with the outfit for 12 years, cannot tie a bow tie and has to have one of the lads do it for him. Al was with Bernie's band until 1938, a long tenure, perhaps in part because of the following. In a 1935 interview, Ben Bernie explained that a man must be more than a musician to be one of his lads. When someone applies for a place in the band, the first thing Bernie does is investigate his family, and his private life is looked into quite exhaustively to determine the character and temper of the man. I don't want men who are merely excellent musicians. These boys who are with me now, with the exception of but one, have been with me for years. They're not just employees, they're my friends. Their problems, their very personal problems, are my affair. In fact, all the lads consider me as sort of a father. Yowza! But I hope you'll not be referring to me as Old Father Bernie. Gehring eventually moved on, playing with Frank Trumbauer's band and writing arrangements for various other bands through the 1940s. Al Gehring died of a stroke on April 16, 1963 in Chicago and is buried in Fairmount Willow Hills Memorial Park. He was the nominal leader on a number of records credited to Al Gehring's collegians, actually Ben Burney's Hotel Roosevelt Orchestra, but he wrote or co-wrote a number of hits, including Who's Your Little Who's This, Stockholm Stomp, What Do the Animals Do When They Want to Say I Love You, and these. I think it's simply grand Whenever we're together 
holding money's hand. We go strolling by the hour. It can rain to beat the band. It's just an April shower, holding money's hand. Oh, gosh, oh, gee, we walk and we walk. Oh, gosh, oh, gee, we don't have to talk. There's a certain satisfaction that we both can understand, and that's the main attraction, holding my honey's hand.
and so we parted. One of us was wrong, and now we're through. I don't know who's to blame, but it's all the same. I just know that I'm alone and blue. One of us was wrong, and so we quarreled. That's the reason nights are all so long. So I'll find her and tell her I'm sorry. One of us was wrong, all wrong.
Jack Pettis and his orchestra with Freshman Hop, written by Jack Pettis and Al Gehring. That recording was made by OK on February 8, 1929, but Jack Pettis and his pets had recorded a vocal version of Freshman Hop a few months earlier for Victor with Erwin McGee. Before Freshman Hop, it was Russ Carlson and his orchestra with One of Us Was Wrong, and Al doesn't share composer credit on that one with anyone. The words were written by Gus Kahn, but the singer on that December 1931 recording is unidentified. Before that, another Gehring Pettis tune, Hot Heels. That was Irving Mills' group, The Cotton Pickers, from Cameo 9207, made around June 14, 1929. We started our tribute to Al Gehring with Ben Selvin and his orchestra on Holding My Honey's Hand, written by Gehring and Ben Burney. Paul Small sang the Walter Hirsch lyrics on that June 23, 1932, Columbia 78, catalog number 2676. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, for the commemoration of Mississippi's statehood, I was going to play Jimmy Rogers' Mississippi Delta Blues, but ran out of time. So here it is this week to start off a Delta segment. Shadows creep about 
and whippoorwills call. You can hear old Mammy shout, come on in here, you all. Way down on the levee, strolling in the pale moonlight. You can see those steamboats and the fields of snowy white. There's a feeling I can't lose, that muddy water in my shoes. When I get that Mississippi Delta blue.
Buster Bailey and his seven chocolate dandies with Call of the Delta, a Buster Bailey original recorded December 28, 1934 and issued on Vocalion 2887. Besides Buster on clarinet, the chocolate dandies included Red Allen on trumpet, J.C. Higginbotham on trombone, and Benny Carter on alto sax, and that arrangement was by Fletcher Henderson. Before Call of the Delta, Ivy Anderson and Duke Ellington and his famous orchestra were Delta Bound. Delta Bound was composed by Alex Hill, and that record, Columbia 37298, just had its 87th birthday yesterday. We started that Delta set with the singing brakeman Jimmy Rogers, who had the Mississippi Delta Blues. Jimmy wrote Mississippi Delta Blues in collaboration with Jack Neville, and that May 24, 1933 recording has him accompanied by not one but two guitars, played by John Kelly and Tony Calicchio. In January last year, I did a segment about crawling. Well, we're going to do some more crawling, but with a completely different set of records. Here's Billy Banks.
let my maison come and prove a villain. Si ma permit must point you, call the jour de maman. Si aujourd'hui ta prime quitte, prime quitte peut t'en aller. T'en aller avec un homme, châtifié que d'amour.
Jack Pettis and his pets with Campus Crawl from May 9, 1929. Campus Crawl was written by Jack Pettis and Al Gehring. In the 1930s, Western Swing was all the rage in Texas, so much so that some Louisiana musicians chose to eliminate the traditional accordion player from the personnel. One such group was the Hackberry Ramblers, co-founded in 1930 by guitarist Edwin Duan and fiddler Luderan Darbone, who named the group after their hometown. They played throughout Cajun country and by 1933 had a recording contract with Bluebird and were heard Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday mornings at 10 on Lafayette radio station KVOL. The third member of the group was Joe Werner, who played guitar, harmonica, and whistled. We heard Cajun Crawl from Bluebird 2013, recorded in 1937, with a vocal by Lena Sonnier. And we started crawling with Billy Banks and his orchestra and Spider Crawl. In addition to leading the band, Billy Banks also provided the vocal on that April 18, 1932 recording, which was unissued. Spider Crawl was written by Jack Bland and Eddie Condon. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, December 20th, marked the birth in 1887 in Cincinnati, Ohio, of Abraham Auschwitz. You know him better as composer and music publisher Abe Ullman. As a child, Abe was taught music in school and had private lessons, and in the early 1900s got a job as a music salesman, traveling around Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. His first compositions were Moonface and Violetta, and were published by Sam Fox in 1907 and 08. Ullman's first rag, Honeymoon Rag, was also published in 1908 by Will B. Morrison. In 1912, Ullman went to New York, where he managed the George W. Meyer Music Company and published his most famous piece, Red Onion Rag. After spending some of 1913 in Europe, he went to Chicago, where he founded his own LaSalle Music Publishing Company. At the end of 1917, he enlisted in the Army, but was not sent overseas. And after his discharge, he returned to New York and became general manager of publisher Forster Music, where he spent most of the decade. In 1920, he became an early member of ASCAP, and in 1922, Abe married actress Molly H. Parker and had daughter Marjorie the following year. Another daughter, Carolyn, was born around 1934. After he sold his own company, Ullman managed a consortium of music publishers in Manhattan in the 1930s. Ullman worked for Robbins Music in the early 1940s and as director of ASCAP from 1946 to 1956, traveled extensively. In 1969, he founded the Songwriters Hall of Fame along with his friend Johnny Mercer and his nephew Howard S. Richmond. Ullman died in Rancho Mirage, California on January 4, 1984. Here are three from the pen of Abe Ullman.
around the floor You in my arms feeling your charms once more Any little strain creeping through my brain Any pretty melody will do My poor heart seems to fill with a wonderful thrill Just a little dance alone with you
smoke and dreams and shattered schemes. With each day of sorrow, I love to pretend. One more tomorrow, and waiting will end. I'm waiting for ships that never come in. I wonder where they can be. Charles Cayley and his orchestra, with Charles doing double duty, leading the band and singing the Jack Yellen lyrics to I'm Watching for Ships That Never Come In. Abe Bowman wrote the tune in 1919, and it was so popular that it had at least one recording made in every decade from the teens to the 1950s. The record we just heard is from Columbia 1541, recorded in New York on March 24, 1928. Before that, it was the all-star trio, saxophonist Wheeler Wadsworth, pianist Victor Arden, and xylophonist George Hamilton Green, with the musical question, Who Wants a Baby?, from September of 1920. It was apparently a pretty popular tune, having been recorded earlier in the year by the Columbia Saxophone Sextet, Lensburg's Riverside Orchestra, and Rudy Weedoff's Californians. We started off our tribute to Abe Ullman with Harry Reeser's Syncopators and Just a Little Dance. And, of course, you recognize that distinctive voice as that of Tom Stacks. Abe Ullman collaborated with Paul Ash in composing Just a Little Dance, but the words were written by Bernie Grossman. This very day, December 22nd, marks the birth in 1696 in Godalming, Surrey, England, of James Edward Oglethorpe. 
Oglethorpe named the 13th and final American colony Georgia after King George II of England, and Savannah became the first city of the new colony. So here's a set of rapidly rotating records about the hostess city of the South, Savannah.
Savannah suit, my heart you're clinging. Sweet Savannah suit, I'm tingalinging all day through. Uh, singing, if you but knew how much I think of you, stars shining bright and blinking, moon's full tonight, and winking, lovers leaning right. My honey, oh baby, you know what I'm thinking of, and now I walk with you would be hunky dory, and a kiss just like a trip to glory. That's nothing new, I'm telling you, baby, and that's true. Oh, honey, never in old Savannah ever was there a grander time, but I love you, my sweet Savannah Sue.
We started off that Savannah set with Thomas Morris's Hot Babies with the Morris original Savannah Blues. On piano and organ, that's Waller. Victor 20776 was recorded in the former Trinity Church in Camden, New Jersey on May 20, 1927. That was followed by Fess Williams in his Royal Flush Orchestra with Sweet Savannah Sue from a September 20, 1929 Victor recording. Fess Williams himself sang the Andy Rizaf lyrics. We finished up with Ted Weems in his orchestra with Savannah, subtitled The Georgiana Blues, written by Fred Fisher. Victor 19344 was recorded April 29, 1924. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I... Thank you for your very kind attention. Mm-hmm.